Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. And thank you very much for listening to the Half Watt Podcast <laughs> on Spotify, YouTube, or whatever you listen to podcasts. I don't know why I went from old time radio guy to, like into like UFC. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Buffer. Yeah. <laughs> it's <now>. time. Yeah. <laughs> For half watt podcast, cast, cast, round table of the month, <laughs> featuring in this corner Adam <laughs> the Maniac Garner, returning guest. Yeah, <laughs> am I a maniac? I could be a maniac. I'm gonna avoid that today. <laughs> it's not how you should be it's, reacting it's, to this intro. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's I don't know. Maybe it's the ironic thing, like calling big guys tiny. Yeah, Adam you're like the, the most calm person ever. So of course we call you maniac. Oh uh, yeah, I that had, a, worked. I had an old boss that was yeah. like, maybe I should mellow out my old age. And he's like, if you mellow out anymore, we're gonna declare you legally dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, I appreciate yeah. that. And as you heard, uh, we have Tyler, our producer, in. Yeah, the second I start laughing, everyone's like, oh, it's one of those episodes. Yep, Tyler's <laughs> in it. And then, <clears throat> of course, you hear my voice every once in a while. I, I'm, I'm Gage. And um, uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> no problem. It is. Uh, we've been hearing more and more from people about how nervous they get when they show up to the studio because they don't realize. They think that it's just going to be like, I don't know, some weirdo room with a couple of lawn chairs and whatever microphones. But they yeah. come in and it's like, no, this, oh, this is a real studio. This is like actually for real. I thought this was going to be like a big closet with two chairs and a couple microphone stands. Yeah. Not a actual studio with a booth outside and an office. And yeah, there's desks. There's papers on these desks. There's <laughs> This computers. guy has a stapler over here. <laughs> oh my God. Is that a typewriter? <laughs> yeah, I have a typewriter. Tyler actually does have a typewriter. Yeah. Um, so we have Adam on the show today um, because Adam, having worked with me for so long, has a long list of do's and don'ts. I don't know if we have this kind of time. Um, oh, jeez. So we're going to focus on <laughs> just the don'ts. <laughs> yeah. Get through, yeah. get through, slog through the longer of the lists. I, I like the idea of naming this episode. Um, Stop it. That's the thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Stop, Stop it. it. What? What? I was like, okay. You got to carry on, I guess. If, if it were that easy to convince others in the field to stop doing certain things, yeah, we'd be in a much better position, I think. Yeah, 100%. Now, I know for a fact that some of the things you're going to talk about, even though I haven't seen your list, are things that you and I have witnessed together from subcontractors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we've had to follow behind yeah we'll we'll talk we'll use this person's nickname and some people know who i'm talking <laughs> about and some people won't but hopefully uh maybe if 
they listen to this particular podcast, they can learn some lessons as well. Yeah, they need to. Mm. Oh wait, did did I do that? That sounds like something I would do. Oh, yeah. If you could not do that anymore, that'd be great. God, I love that. <laughs> well, speaking of which, is your uh, stapler a red line? No, it's just a gray, boring stapler. Oh, I'm really disappointed now. We got it from some like office liquidator, you know place where they're like getting rid of all of our and so we, we got a bunch of stapler yeah we just well we, it was like in the package we were like we we got a lot we got a pallet a couple chairs <clears throat> wow. desk or two you know staplers that the mail sorter it, like all the stuff you you don't think about buying because it's boring and stupid oh, yeah. it was in there and so was my stapler makes sense so before I rudely interrupted you on your own podcast, <laughs> no what worries. were you going to name this? Um, just like some sort of what not to do. Oh, maybe we could name it what not to do, dot, 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 stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That works. Roundtable with Adam. There we go. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I guess who wants to start on what not? to do i don't i don't have a list i'm just here to make fun of myself when i realize adam's talking about me i was gonna yeah. wait for adam to inspire me inspire. oh okay inspiration okay. Um, let's see <laughs> definitely go to bed angry because you'll wake up refreshed in the morning we talked about that <laughs> a few days ago it's like never go to bed angry no you should you're pissed off you should like relax and calm down and actually this is a really good segue into the field if you're getting so pissed off that you're swearing at the top of your lungs you should probably stop that and like walk off the job site yeah. and cool off for a couple of minutes yeah don't don't throw a box down a hallway whether the the site's active or still under construction yeah that's that's good advice for everybody yeah definitely (laughs) don't do that tyler's never done that no once i don't swear at the top of my lungs yeah that's for sure he's he's a silent freak outer (laughs) that's not true we've talked about it before where like uh my apprentice enjoys being around me when i'm upset Bet more than anybody else, because I I turn into like a comedian. I start saying stupid, funny things. I think that's how I am too. Yeah, until I get really mad, then I'm like, okay, yeah. Then then I'm like, I'll be in the truck, (laughs) yeah, with my headphones on for uh, about ten minutes. We'll call it a fake smoke break, and I'll uh, I'll be back. (laughs) I think I got angrier more as an apprentice than I do now as a journeyman. Oh, yeah, for sure. you did. Because I didn't know what I was doing and I needed to prove myself. Now I'm like, I mean, I, I can get the job done. Yeah, and I still <laughs> remember like when you became a journeyman and you started running your own stuff, you're like, man, I was always so mad at you for always constantly being on the phone and dealing with other things. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, why can't you just do this job? It's like, because I'm trying to balance a whole bunch of other jobs. Yeah. But now you finally understand. It's I like, get it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a thing. Yeah. He's 100%. got half lot starting up in a couple of years. He doesn't have time to pull this wire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So I, do, I did create, let's call this a little cheat sheet of things that I sort of remember 
Some of it will be like the technical aspect, but a fair amount will be, let's call it attitude, because that's that's the biggest thing. I yeah. Think. So we got we got some easy ones, uh, and this is my biggest pet peeve because this causes all kinds of problems. When you run cable, there's two big things. You got to tie it up, right? Because I've seen journeymen run cable above tile, and then they close the tile and they walk away. What do you, mm. you mean like they don't support it? Correct. They've what? just thrown it up there. So I've your, seen it, yeah. Yeah, get your crap off the tile, please. Yeah. That's that, that should be super, super simple, <laughs> right? I don't understand who does that. Well, <sighs> too many people. That's that's really what it comes down to. Have you seen that, Gage? Dude, when uh when I got sent down to Berkeley, California a few years ago yeah. to help out with a a company that we had acquired. They and I'm not attacking Californian workers. Please listen to our show. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But they they don't have licenses down there, so you can blatantly tell the difference between like legit companies where you know everyone really cares, and you know they can move up to like you know or move into a licensed state, do just fine, get their license, but. What they say a lot, uh, what I've heard, is there's a lot of like trunk slammer companies doing commercial work, mm-hmm. and I, <clears throat> we were upgrading like 80 cameras in this place, all new wire, all this, all this stuff, and I, I'm trying to like pop the ceiling tile because there's so much cable coming through the ceiling, yeah, that like you can't identify anything and then i couldn't open any of the ceiling tiles because there was so much weight so i yeah so i went to the corner of the room it was like the you know basically caddy corner uh, i think is what that means um the last full-size tile away from that and i picked it up and there was so much abandoned cable all laying across the the ceiling tiles and then on top of that was the stuff that we were trying to cut and pull oh my out goodness mm-hmm. there's layers layers i've had uh do not lay- show a crackhead that that yeah. building they will <laughs> like i've had fortune. layers of tile on the tile like yeah they were supposed yeah, to install yeah. tile on tile yeah and they're like well we need to throw away the old tile so what do we do Put it on top of the new tile. Nobody will know. Why is it so heavy? <laughs> I think that's that's the biggest issue because a, a lot of our a lot of what we do in the trade um, is try to make things look nice for the client, right? Sure. You want to be able to show off your work. Um, I mean, there's whole like websites dedicated to really good looking work, but there's a lot of things that you have to hide, whether or not they're in panels or splice boxes, um, you know, gutters, <clears throat> because right. things don't always look great. And I think there's a mentality that if you can't see it above the tile, well, then you don't know that it's a problem now, do you? Until somebody starts working on there and then... Or, you know, the tile falls off the ceiling and (laughs) crushes you under a massive layers of... Like, that's that's insane. The idea that somebody would just be like, yeah, I'm just going to throw my wire up there too. Well, the the wire is the the easy part, right? Because every there's too many people who do it. They just throw a wire up there. They don't support it. It lays on the tile. 
I have been hit in the face with whips that just kind of fall out right away. Jeez. But in addition to that, they treat it like a garbage. Yeah. Once you, yeah, oh, when, I you, hate when you that. clip yeah. something or when you take some wire off, you just throw it in the ceiling because who yeah. cares? Yeah. Whether or not <laughs> That's me being uh, sarcastic. That's right, not my yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I don't think you were, I can't remember if you were around for this, but the worst case I had was a nine inch buzzsaw coming at my face. What? Off, out of a tile. I, you know, cause I'm pulling it up, pushing it out. And mm-hmm. then you have to tilt the tile to bring it down. And once I tilted it, Hey, guess what's coming at me? That's <laughs> insane. Uh, nine inch buzzsaw. So I don't know. How old was it? Was it like, was it new construction and somebody just left it up there? Or was it like an older building and it's been sitting there rusting forever? It definitely wasn't rusted, and it wasn't dull. That's what caught my attention. Because huh. if I did not react well enough, I could have lost an artery or two. Good Lord. Um, but ma- no damage, luckily. Um, but uh, buzz saws. Um, a hammers. Guy, I found hammers up yeah, there. Yeah, hammers, all kinds of screws, nails, uh, tools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my first set of linemans came crashing down on my hard hat um really old pair of clients like the guy who was using those because they weren't super dusty some yeah. poor guy lost them you know his or his apprentice did you know yeah i can't and that's not even me calling you guys out because i lost plenty of my journeyman's tools that i had to <laughs> replace but yeah i was like oh man these i've are definitely nice. been blamed for losing his tools but i don't think i ever did uh-huh. We'll move on from that one. Yeah. <laughs> Not likely. So the the trash thing is huge. Uh, yeah, because I was, I think I got actually hit in the head with a pair of um, uh, needle-nose pliers once um, coming yeah. out of there. Uh, and even from the like construction side, they will put a new layer of ceiling underneath the old layer of ceiling without doing anything to it. So you pop up a tile and five feet above you, there's the grid of the old one and cables are still running through that. Mm. I hate that. So Mm -hmm. that's just somebody who's just being lazy, not tearing out the old stuff. Yeah. Um, There's one job. Or the client didn't want to or couldn't afford to take out the old stuff. So they just put in new. There was a job that we, we had to do where we had to put in new smoke detectors and when we popped a tile we found all the old smoke detectors in the tile above the new tile no <laughs> it, it was it wasn't the tile they were on the roof they were on the on ceiling the, on the ceiling yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. when we say tile the tile is at about 14 feet i yeah. think oh there's no. another 14 feet above yeah. that oh yeah. man and so was, when we say crazy. we we found them Without exaggeration, there was probably about 125 smoke detectors that nobody knew about. Yeah. Above the ceiling. What? Yeah, Above they, the tile. They had a layer of tile, and there was like 125 smoke detectors there. Yeah. And then nobody knew about the other 125 smoke you detectors, know, <laughs> another 15 feet above. You, you know what I, what I kind of like would like to think what happened is, you know, bunch of fire guys on lifts you know they're running all this cable they're putting in all these devices on the ceiling you know they're finished installing and all that good stuff 
and then the GC's like, all right, drop tiles going. They're <laughs> starting today. And then <laughs> all of just one of the fire guys is like, what was that? <laughs> what? How tall is that? Oh, 15 feet on a 30-foot ceiling? We better start testing this right now. <laughs> there was, uh, we there need was... to leave. We need to go now. There was a client. Run! Run! A client I went to that um, they, they're having some general trouble, so I get out on site, and half of their building is under construction. And when I say under construction, they've gutted it entirely, and there's a brand new grid that's installed. They're ready to oh, drop tile. Geez. I was like, okay. <clears throat> and then I notice um, 10 feet above the tile, again, this grid is 100% done. I'm like, you have a bunch of sprinkler stuff up there. Oh. Like, did you guys not talk to a sprinkler company about dropping this before you built the grid? Dude. So, didn't know how that particular cookie crumbled, but that's yeah. going to piss somebody off. <laughs> some, <laughs> yeah. All right, so some what's, what's next on your list? Right, well, I'm going to segue that into um, uh, something that customers should not do, and okay. that's build things out before <laughs> before they should. <laughs> yeah, whether or not it's it's a grid, oh, we didn't think about doing this, or uh, this is a this is a huge one that's biting a lot of people right now. There's a time and place to save a dollar, and when it comes to things that are going to be inspected, uh, especially with like the life safety aspect of it, yeah. Anytime I've seen somebody try to save a dollar, it's going to cost them two at the finish line. Hmm. Oh but, yeah. yeah, oh absolutely. Because they they're just like, well, can we get away with doing with not doing that? Well, the question is, <clears> why <throat> are you trying to get away with that? Are you trying to get away with it because it, it's going to cost you a little bit more? Well, the maintenance that's going to have to go into it to repair it is going to be a lot. Um, Any insurance claims by, you know, costs there, that's one time it's going to come up. Um, And the joke that we have is there's never enough money to do it right, but there's always enough money to do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I heard that so much as an apprentice because we genuinely, like... We had a job, the Ademco job. I'm not going to say where it was, but yep. you know. You got to learn a lot of Ademco for that Ademco. job. Ademco. And that's exactly what they tried to do, where they were like, let's not put in a new system. And then the second we tried to add something to it, it just started to implode on itself. And we had yeah. to like slowly start basically rebuilding this thing from the ground up. And it cost them more money to get the same POS stupid panel right. to be reinstalled than it would have cost them just to buy a new panel and have it work like and have us install new devices out in the field yeah the wire is already there we don't have to run the wire yeah. it would have been easy and one of the things that i talked to this particular client about was if you upgrade the system you'll have a lot more functionality and control over it yeah because they wanted to start doing door uh, drops yeah, and door <laughs> drops um that kind of level of control which, yeah again isn't too bad but there are some systems that are designed to accommodate that and some systems you have to frankenstein into that right and as solid as a demco is for a simple system the more complicated it gets the more frankenstein it gets yeah. and you can only do so much i've talked to people who genuinely a demco is like their favorite their favorite panel they're all security guys 
I don't think I've ever <laughs> met a fire guy who's like, yeah, I love a Demko. So there, there's a perfect example, like thinking about something before you pull the trigger on it, right? Yes. Right. How long did it take us to program that system from scratch? I genuinely had to sit down at one point and write out a, another language in letters and, and stuff to create the um, the wording that Adam mm -hmm. used to program it. So like I would we would write out a script of what it, the banner would say. I would go into the book, find the letters and then write out the code for the letters that to how and it took us hours just to say fire door west yeah so like it to, was insane <laughs> to give a little bit of an explanation for people who don't understand uh every system whether or not you're doing an access control or uh, fire or security there are some pre-programmed things that the system is capable of doing a demco i'm going to spitball here for a second and a demco system has maybe 75 words yeah. that it knows because it's not a very smart system. Um, so if you're, if what you're trying to label losing their shit right now, I mean, <laughs> sponsor us again, it's a good system for certain applications, just like anything else. Right. Right. If you have a very simple system, you have, you want a security system, especially a Demco's, you know, a couple door contacts. You don't do a lot of control functions and Demco's your guy. It's a, it's a simple system. But if you go outside the box of these words, yeah. well, guess what? You have to start making custom words, and that's its own level of programming. Yeah. So you have to build custom words through, and again, Ademco has its some issues, but you have to do a lot of it through the keypad. So you're sitting there on the keypad, oh. keystroking all these things. So to get like one word in, it requires to going into a very specific part of the program, using a three-digit code that you have to have the manual for because good luck knowing what that is. And oh, wow. every Ademco version, let's say like an Ademco 32F uh, to a 128, doesn't use the same library. So the like one, your 162 star could be the word error, but that's only on a 32. If you try to use that on a 128, it's going to be like yeah. open, like, well, that's a completely different word. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> so. to, yeah. Long story short, I had to learn freaking Elvish to be able <laughs> to program this thing. And the point is that it cost the customer so much more money mm -hmm. just because they wanted to add a couple more devices. We really only added like 10 devices to this thing before it started to freak out. And we had to like start to redo a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and uh, and the trick with that one was whoever previously installed it used half of the half of the descriptions were custom, so we had to rebuild Redo all that. those customs. Yeah. So something that I could program into a new system with through a laptop that would take me fifteen minutes, half hour, ended up costing the customer like an extra sixteen labor hours. Oh yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. the cost difference there? Yeah. Right. And of course you have to. It's the difficult part of our industry because we have to explain this where we're like, we're trying to actually help you save money, <laughs> but in order to save money like maintenance, you have to spend a little bit of money up front to yeah. save yourself in the long run. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the thing directly to my <clears throat> customers that I always try to explain to them. It's like, I'm going to try to save you the dollar, but the 
the more you try to save, the more it's going to potentially cost you in the long run. Yeah. Especially from, um, you know, the vast majority of doing service, there are so many installs that I see that they cut corners, um, and that is an issue for the company. There's one in particular that I'm looking for right now that they never act. It's been six years. The original install was never actually completed. What? Like we're talking devices were not actually installed. The programming was not actually completed. There's no way that this thing had 100% test completed because they would have failed so many things. Jeez. And that's clearly somebody trying to cut corners or not going through the motions or, you know, whatever the case is. But you will always lose more money if you try to cut these corners in front. And that's true um, with us as well. Because I've seen the journeyman do this, like, well, I tried to do it this way. I'm like, why did you do it that way? Well, because it was going to save me maybe like 20 minutes so I could go home early. <clears throat> yeah, now we're both back out here <laughs> fixing your problem. So not only did you not actually save yourself any amount of time, but you cost the company and me my personal time, too. <laughs> did I do that? Yeah. Have I ever done that? No, I don't think fine. I've done that. You're fine. Okay. No, I catch and, your stuff quick. Yeah. And <laughs> I try. That's the thing. It's it's like sometimes that's that whole the job was never completed. Like like you should just assume at this point the lowest bid that's something that you might want to look out for because <clears throat> why is it so I, low? Yeah. They're <laughs> not I guarantee you guys it's not because their employees are making that much less money than we are. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're the low bidder term. There's a reason that became a term in our industry because you can use the term trunk slammer if you want. These I, are guys who come in. I do. Yeah. They, it's like, well, we were going to charge you spitball in here, 10 grand to do this, but they're only going to charge us five. And I'm going to say bluntly here, it's because they have shit work. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna have to go in and charge you the same amount of money to clean it up that we would have charged you to begin with, but now you just wasted all the time and yeah, the right. with them. I'm ve- I'm very fast. Oh wow, you are. You're done. Oh, this looks like shit. Yes, but very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Love the. There's a sticker that I have. It's fast, good, and cheap. Pick any two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want quality work. Especially if you don't want If the... you want quality work done fast, you're going to have to pay out the butt for it. Yeah. If you want quality work, you know, cheap, it's not going to go that fast. It's going to yeah. take a long time. And um, I having and I kind of make a joke out of this, but I say, how often do I get to go fix my own installs? Never. Right. The only time I ever go back to my old installs is to do general service work like change batteries, change a device that's failed, that kind of thing. I've never had to clean up my own wiring. I've never had to correct something that I've done, which pays forward to the customer. Now, they don't always get to see that because what do they see? They see when things go wrong. Yeah. And it's all too common in our industry that you badmouth the previous guy because you're like, how... What 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 did they do? Why why any I do yeah. I can't even get the word out here because it's so bad, and you have to clean it up. But again, getting them to understand that even something as simple as I'm going to support your cable correctly up in the ceiling. Well, why does that matter? Well, 
Because <laughs> let's say an electrician goes and changes one of your lights in a year, and suddenly your system starts freaking out. So it happens. And now it is time for tech tip of the day. Who wants to go first? What, oh, Tyler, thank you for volunteering. He's yeah. the host. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the host. Gage is the host. No, but you know what? Actually. I am the producer, so I will produce a tech tip. An answer. I genuinely don't. I'm being put on the spot, and I don't know if I have anything. I'll, I'll do something. I'm very guilty of it, and it always bites me in the butt. <clears throat> Just put your tools back in your bags and everything <laughs> because, you know, you misplace tools, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're showing up to your first job of the day. You walk a mile to where, literally, where you need to work on something, and you're like, <laughs> I don't have my Phillips or my 12-in-1, so <laughs> this is just great. So then you have to walk back angry. Don't be like me choose responsibility <laughs> and organization mine is uh mine's i guess a little more esoteric i i would say be more humble or be humble you know um we run in this field is very egotistical you you know there's a lot of pride behind your work and you want to sound like you know what you're doing and i got caught up in a conversation the other day where um i was talking to a guy that i worked with at another company and we were kind of going back and forth and I was I was like outside of my body listening to the conversation we just kept saying things like within our industry like that are very generic like we were we were try it was almost like a competition of who can say the most generic obvious this is we know we both know this and we're saying it so that we can sound smart sort of thing and like like at one point he's like you know oh so uh we're pulling a conductor for this this s bus for your keypad and i was like no you don't need to pull you don't need to pull eight conductors he's like yeah we only need four conductors I was like yep you only need four conductors because it's it's an s bus like and he's like yeah it's it's a silent night s bus blah blah and like he goes and then i go and i'm like yeah it's only it's gonna take data it's gonna take power and then he goes and i'm like we're saying the most obvious things but it's like a competition to just keep saying something and so i realized that I, and i hear other people do this all the time and it's not bad necessarily but it can lead to a sense of like pride and and kind of egotism where it's like i know what i'm talking about you <clears throat> need to keep up with me right or you're dumb if you don't so we're talking about like a really small bus <laughs> yeah it's a <laughs> four <spus>. wires <laughs> there we go imagine someone <laughs> saying you need to connect this bus <laughs> this bus uh no Chris but Delia. like but like genuinely and and i think where i I know that I have a strong suit in it and it's it is when people ask me a question and they're like is this this way and I'll be like I'll give them my answer of like yes or no or whatever it is and then I'll second guess and I'll and I'll go back and I'll think is what I just said true right and I absolutely know this about myself I will correct myself if I'm wrong and I will do the work of figuring out whether I'm right. So if somebody says, and and Adam knows this, if somebody says, 
hey, did you wire this this way? I'll be like, yeah, I totally wired it that way. Are you sure? I'll be back in a second. <laughs> you know, like yeah. genuinely, like I'll be back in just a second. And I'm going to go look because unless I can 110% recall, I wired it that way. If Adam asks me that question and I, and I say, yes, absolutely, Adam is going to trust me. He right. shouldn't, but he's going to. And that is where he's, it's he's like earned it at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're, yeah. You're, now you're like, just being too humble. <clears throat> no, I'll give because now, now he knows at right. this point in our relationship, in our working relationship, if he says, Tyler, did you do this and this and this? And I say, yes, I did. And there's zero question in my voice. If I don't go, let me go double check. If I'm like, yes, it's this way. He knows it's done that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've been humble about how I do my work. I'm not an ass. I don't assume I know everything, even my own work, because sometimes we get distracted. We're, we're hungry. We're tired. We're angry. We're listening to a podcast. There's a good looking person in the same room. And we're like, Oh, I'm kind of staring at that person too much. I don't know. Like whatever it is, you can get distracted and you need to make sure that you're honest about those situations. So that's my tip tool tip of the day, whatever it is, just be, <laughs> just be honest, be humble. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good one. Mm -hmm. I always like to say when people ask me, I'll be like, um, <clears throat> well, I don't want you to, you know, like if they're already working on something, you know, troubleshooting yeah. and they ask me like, and I, I think I've said it to you before. I am pretty sure I did, but I'm not going to be the reason that you waste a bunch of right. your time, which is our time. Yeah. So uh, let me f finish this up in a few minutes and, you know, do whatever you need to do. I'll go check. But yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because you, I've, I've had to humble a few other texts, unfortunately, because it's like, well, are you sure? <laughs> right. And like, yeah, I'm 100% sure. I'm like, okay. You don't think you could have accidentally <laughs> screwed that up. They're like, yeah. no, I don't do that kind of thing. Do you want to see the picture that I took? <laughs> and oh, how also, did I do that? It makes that conversation easier when you know the person is okay with admitting their mistakes, right? Adam is capable of calling me and being like, hey, I saw this. And I don't. I don't get that upset on the phone with him. I get upset later when I'm alone. Uh, <laughs> but like, like he knows that he can approach me. So being, being that open with, you know, constructive criticism and, and second guessing sounds wrong, but you know, verification is a wonderful, yeah. wonderful term for that. Then allows you to become better and take that criticism and to move on with your life. Right. Cause they're not so. saying that you're, like, hey, you must have screwed this up or or even that you screw things up all the time. Like, just because you rarely make mistakes doesn't mean you won't. Doesn't mean when you do make one, you should make it everyone else's problem mm, because yeah. you're prideful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I look at myself the first is like, okay, someone's wrong. What did I screw up? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, did I did I do the black is the hot accidentally. Dude, tip and ring gets me every time. And every time I try to install a radio or a cell communicator, the second it doesn't work, I 
quadruple check check both sides of tip and ring because i'm like did i do did i do oranges tip or did i do oranges ring which one what colors did i use uh. <laughs> it's every time oh and, i need to give one to yeah or you can just give us another don't I yeah mean, because you've right. been giving tips kind yeah. of this whole time your, so. your don'ts are basically <clears throat> tips yeah okay so my apologies no uh please continue oh no worries no worries uh, good interactions, good good feedback. So, and of course, if you guys think of ones yourselves, please chime in by all means. I'm invigorated by yours, so right. and I'm I'm on the edge of my seat, wondering when you're going to bring up like. All right, crazy here's the next one. Grommets. Mm, we just this, talked about it. This shouldn't be an issue, but it is. People not using grommets. Yeah. And I, I'm saying every time I go to a new location I've never been to, it's a coin toss whether or not I'm going to find something that doesn't have a grommet in it. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Please use grommets. I don't care if they're three quarter, an inch, half inch, whatever, uh, a strain relief even would work. Yeah. But use a grommet. Just use one. Have <laughs> you, was I with you when we saw someone taped the inside of a four square hole yes. knocked out? That I would, they still did something, <laughs> and I was okay with it. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fix this. But I appreciated the technician who had the forethought of going, you know what, I'm out of grommets, but you know what, I do have tape. tape. Yeah, and I'm gonna uh, use 20 layers of tape to I make think, sure that it doesn't touch. I think you were there when we realized a guy ran, um, you call them preacher callers. I call them snow caps. Uh, what do you call them? Yeah. The top, the white cap thing that you put at the top of conduit. They're like a conduit end sleeve. Whatever yeah. Whatever the hell they're actually called. Yeah. I, I usually just say, I think cap. Well, it's not a cap though. It's not. Yeah, it's a sleeve. It's not. Yeah. So usually I just say. <clears throat> Hey, that white thing. Hey, you have like one of those like uh, three-quarter white things that <laughs> go on the edge of this? Um, yeah, I just don't want to get too far. So yeah. we were at a job, and clearly I was like, oh, the guy didn't put the sleeve in. But what's that black ring-looking thing? He used a grommet. I have seen end. that. I'm like, you know what? They still had the forward thought to think about protecting the cable. So that's going to lead into my, my next part. Lazy, but they didn't say screw it. Well, here, here's the thing, and this is something that I've taught people. Now, our lovely code book that grows by pages and pages and chapters and chapters <laughs> every time. In fact, I've, I've seen the preview of the next one that's going to be a few years. It's huge, but it's good because there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, because they're like yeah. sectioning it off in different ways. Yeah, and they're condensing, condensing things appropriately and like yeah. giving pictures and examples. So I'm sure we're going to do some episodes on it. When oh, yeah. It it's it's going to be fun. Um, so... As we know, in the code, it specifies a, the interpretation up to the AHJ. Sure. So th there's the minimum standard for safety that the code um, specifies in our industry. However, every situation you find yourself in, every system, every intention, every location, there's going to be some caveats to that. So understanding the letter of the law is important because you have to understand, hey, I'm telling you to use a grommet. Just put a grommet in. And that's the first thing you need to know the hows. Then you need to know the whys, which is the spirit of the law. Why is that thing existing? Now, you guys did the wonderful um, 
episode with the MGM. Yeah. And as Mike pointed out, the why is because we've gotten smarter and sadly it's cost lives in certain instances. Yeah. And we want to avoid that. And not to be, you know, irritating here, but it can sometimes come down to a single grommet. Mm. And that's not an exaggeration. One single screw up can create a whole host of problems. Like, as I pointed out before, fire stopping. If there's one hole in that firewall, Fire's there's, gonna no, go through it. there's no point of that firewall being yeah. there. Yeah. So we have specific reasons for everything. And I think that's why a lot of technicians don't necessarily like to do fire per se, because there's a life safety aspect to it. Yeah. And if they, <clears throat> they don't want that particular dreaded L word, the liability to come back at them. But my point is with that is why aren't you doing it appropriately? Why aren't you following the code? <laughs> yeah. If you're doing everything as you should, you have nothing to concern yourself with. Right. So understanding the code and why it exists, you can interpret it, say the people that use the grommets on the end of the pipe. That's a very interesting interpretation. Now, is it the appropriate UL listed device, you know, part for that? No, but you still did something. The guy who taped up the hole, he still did something. They yeah. understood why those rules existed and played within them creatively for sure, but they still did. So, and there's a lot of people who just don't give a crap about the code, right? And this goes into another one that I fought with a lot of, um, I'm gonna call it something that I'm not sure if I'm gonna settle on, old timer syndrome. Mm. The, we've done it this way for 20 years, it's always worked. I'm not gonna disagree with the fact that it quote unquote works. I'm gonna disagree with why it's no longer appropriate to do. Yeah, like so. just because you've done it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Just mm -hmm. look at all of history. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't like change. <laughs> There's so many things that I've been. We've looked. You look back at history. You're like, yeah, I'm so glad we are not like that anymore. It's like there were people <clears throat> who obviously understood change is necessary, and in yeah. our in our industry, change is necessary to keep up with all the new technology. And it's not just the new technology, but it's, again, the things that have created a problem in the past that we have learned from and stopped doing. Perfect example, yeah. uh, hey, Gage, can you tie a cable to a conduit? Isn't there certain instances generally no? Yes, that's, that's the appropriate uh, explanation. There are very specific circumstances where yeah, you can. exactly. But... Uh, but no, yeah, pretty much. But generally speaking, no. But here's another. Here's another. Hopefully, super easy one for you. Can I use one cable to support another? No, no. There's no circumstance where that's allowed. Now, how many times have we seen that out in the field? Way too many. Yeah. These are the guys who are like, oh well, I'm just adding one cable to a bundle of ten cables. I'm just going to zip tie that because it supports it. To the cables. Zip tying to, yeah, to the, the cables. cables. Yeah. And here's what's really irritating. They will zip tie to the cable within an inch from the zip, the tie, zip tie they could have cut that's ha that's on the saddle. And I just, yeah, I don't understand that. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Stop, I mean, stop it. <laughs> stop, do that. Stop. Just stop it. It's, it's one of those weird, <clears throat> weird kind of lazy things where like, 
like i mean that's kind of what it is but like it's not really saving you any time no no you're still putting a zip tie in it's yeah so just the only thing i can think of is they didn't have their clippers to cut the old one out how do you feel about when someone uses a one hole zip tie and they zip tie around something so the one hole is still available and then somebody else comes through and uses the one hole as the support to zip tie to. Does that make sense that I say that? Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's the question. Is the one hole being supported by anything? It is technically, be, like, if they zip tied around, let's just say, for the sake of argument, you got all thread. You got all thread coming down. You zip tied to the all thread, and I know this is gonna, I know this is a yeah. hot oh. button topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it the way you're supposed to. You zip tied to the all thread, and then you zip tied to the zip tie, right? Yes. Yes. Please do that. <laughs> Stop zip tying cable directly to all thread. Yes, that's a that's a huge. Please do not do that. So it makes me so angry. So you zip <laughs> you zip tied around. I've heard some people even say you do it twice. You do a couple of zip ties to create a barrier. That's fine. Do whatever you want. But then you're zip tying to the zip tie, and you're and you're pulling tight with your all your bundle, yeah, pulled up to that. And what you used is a one hole, which means that one hole is is open. It's a, it's a open hole. Um, and then you're like, ah, shoot, I I forgot to run my SLC. So you're running your SLC down the same line. Do you cut it and go through the zip tie? Or do you just use the one hole that's there and zip tie to that and move on with your life? Because you're going to have to cut both, if not, if you use three, all three to redo it. That's an interesting well, question. All right. So there's a couple of answers Never that been I can in give here. Situation. So first answer or first question slash answer is neat and workmanlike manner. Right. That's... I would say that does that. That's like, like the shit. obstruction of justice for our trade. You can yeah. use that for anything you want to get in, someone in trouble. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, we talk about diligence a lot. It's like, why can't you just go get your snips, go replace it, and call I'm, it a day? Yeah. Now, I guess yeah, we're not arguing could, for it. Yeah. I'm just wondering how, like. You're in a desperate situation. I don't know what the desperate situation We're, is. We but call this the four o'clock on a Friday. Fix. Yeah, four o'clock <laughs> on a Friday. You just need to get this SLC down this wall, and you can just attach to the to the one hole real quick, and and you can run it and keep going. I would say, and again, this goes back to the interpretation aspect of it, right? So, if that zip tie is being supported and you are connecting to something that is connected directly to that support, you're okay from a code perspective. Like here's a perfect example. Generally speaking, with a lot of systems, you have to put in your own support structure. Right. Now, why is that? Well, there's, there's a lot of specific reasons. But the code requires specific structural supports in certain instances. <clears throat> now here's the thing. You go up to the ceiling on a lot of buildings, there's massive supports there that have something attached to them. Now, if you, like the uh, wire that comes and supports ceiling grids, for a perfect yeah. example, there's a lot of people that will just tie directly to those ceiling grids and call it a day. Like the, like the wire itself? Yeah. The, the one, one that's actually supporting the grid, mm -hmm. and you were just going to ask, well, can you do that? The answer is no. You're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. It's against to. code. 
Do we see it all the time? Yes. Yes. Because, and here's whether or not the customer can afford putting in their own supports. But if you can reach the support, now if you're not tying directly to the wire that's coming down off of that support, but you're tying directly to the support that yeah. that wire goes to, you are connected to a support of the building, not something that is using it. Right. So now is that okay per code? Because it's a building support, technically speaking, yes, but that's a matter of interpretation. And again, understanding why that requirement is there versus something that's just convenient. Yeah. So your zip tie inquiry kind of works the same way that I'm not going to the cables. I'm going to something that's technically still a support. Yeah. So I'd probably that one. I would still clean it up because I'm <laughs> would like, Would you, this. if you were, if you were in a building and you're working on it and you saw that, you would, you would cut all those and redo it all in one. If one I had the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's always the biggest issue. Cause I can make something look gorgeous. If you have the time. If I have the time. Because there's, you can make something look great. You can be a great journeyman. But if it takes you 16 hours to wire a four zone panel, <laughs> maybe you're spending a little too much time on this. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm trying to win an award. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I want to take a quick break. I know you got a few more don'ts uh, before we get into them. I wanted to thank people who have uh, been writing into the show because we've had people oh, writing into the show. We've really, really uh, <laughs> been appreciating it, and it's very exciting for us to get those those messages. But here are some long form ones from um, email. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to read this person's name uh, because they didn't say specifically that I can say their name on air. If you write to us at halfwattpod at gmail.com and it's okay to use your name, you, you specifically need to say you can use my name. Um, and then I'll butcher your name on our show. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to go with your initials. AG is from AG. Not me, by the way. Not. This not, AG. Yeah, not this AG. Not this one. I would and say it to their face. <laughs> we know it's not this AG because this AG that wrote to us is from Sio, Oregon. Sio? Is that S-C-I-O? I'm not an Oregonian, and it, I forgot to I look think it it's up. Sio. He says, good afternoon. I'm an LEA apprentice in Sio, Oregon, working for Convergent. I do mostly access control and camera surveillance. I come into the industry with absolutely no experience, and I'm on my second year of the apprenticeship. I feel so blessed that I got into such a wonderful trade at such a great company. My colleague, call, mm, we're going to go CM, almost almost wrote read a name. I Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> CM recommended the podcast, and this is my first time listening to the interview with... Tracy Tucci. I don't remember how to pronounce her last name because, again, she I'm was terrible. your guest. I'm terrible with names, guys. We apologize, Tracy. Or they apologize. I'll, I have nothing to do I'll with I'll call this. her Tracy. <laughs> she knows her first name and it's okay. Uh, so, actually, first of all, uh, thanks to this person because they're saying somebody else recommended Yeah, no, her I was going to say, first off, thank you, CM. Yeah. That's dope. Awesome. Uh, really exciting stuff. The realwork.com website sounds really neat. It's also up 
right now. They just last week launched the That's website. Awesome. So make sure you guys go check out realwork.com. Um, I'm 24 and wanted to be an electrician since I was in high school. I was homeschooled. I felt a little cheated when I realized that my Oregon license doesn't translate into much if I were to move to Oklahoma or more southern state. I've even toyed with the idea of getting a high voltage license. Anyway, I'm very excited about the industry as a whole, and I want to encourage as many people to get into the trades as possible. If you ever want to interview a young green apprentice new to the trade, I'm happy to join. Anyway, thank you for the podcast. A.G. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. I was thinking about uh, doing a an apprentice roundtable yeah. in the next couple months just get a, get a few like green a guys few, in what, we'll get like a couple of, maybe a couple of greens a couple of experienced apprentices and see the difference in the way that they interact and stuff that would be fun <clears throat> and then you know after it's all said and done i tell the five that only three of them can leave <laughs> and i and I, and I throw a uh, pipe bender into the middle of the room <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. It is safe to come to the studio. Dude, I'm telling you right now, there's multiple times I've walked around with a pipe bender on a job site and like, this would be my zombie apocalypse weapon of choice right here. Yeah, it during, saved me from a homeless guy once. Yeah, during COVID, I was walking down the street with, uh, with a crowbar and a lead pipe with a mask on and gloves, and I was like, <laughs> this is not a good look. <laughs> um, Don't run. <laughs> The uh, this comes from um, TC. Okay, not me. TC, a different TC. Yeah, this is a little, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I love the podcast. I myself have been in the industry for almost ten years now. Wow. Before that, a cable guy worked for both non-union shop and union shop but just wanted to drop a quick line and saw an awesome podcast. Mike Brooks is amazing, and your roundtables are equally excellent. Awesome. TC from Access. Access. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, appreciate you writing in, TC. Certified professional. Yeah. Certified. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and thank you to everyone who, you know, sent a couple – you know, one, two sentence messages in, uh, into us telling us how much you liked episodes and, uh, you know, just the support. It's really appreciated. Yeah. Make sure you, you, you reach out. If you guys want to just say hi, um, do so. Tell us stories. Let us know what you guys think of the show. Uh, you can follow our Instagram at half watt pod and you can message us there. Yeah. Um, we can get messages there. And, uh, and so, yeah, make sure you go follow us there as well. Yeah. And if you guys, I think I've said before, if you guys have somebody that you work with that, you know, has a ton of experience and, you know, you'd like to hear a, you know, long form interview with them and so they can talk about their background and, and, you know, give our listeners something to take home absolutely, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram or, or an email and we will, we'll get them on the show. Yeah. All right, Adam, you got more don'ts for us. Oh, I got tons. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into a couple more. All right. Uh, so, uh, a lot of them going back to the, the attitude thing. Yeah. Um, and I have tried to instill this and I know Mike has, and I really appreciate that 
there there's something to be said about holding on to information not sharing it having mm, ownership over your particular position and lording that over others yeah you know like we're all going to kick the bucket eventually right and one of the things I love about information is it can be transferred to the next generation and improved mm -hmm. upon. It's like where our code changes. We need to treat and train, um, as Mike puts it, the next generation needs to be better than us. Yeah. And that's, that's not just instilling them with the information, but treating them like they are going to eventually be better than us because mm. that's that's the goal and um generally speaking i'd say i was treated fairly well as an apprentice although ridden pretty hard for a lot of different reasons so i tried to learn the lessons that my journeyman teach me about how to treat apprentices and treat them again what i would consider better yeah um, because number one, I don't want to scare people away from the industry because I think it is a wonderful industry to get into, um, plenty of longevity, plenty of opportunities, um, you know, plenty of ways to, you know, physically get out there and do things and mentally at the same time. Yeah. I love the combination. Um, but I've seen, I've seen too many apprentices treated like crap yeah. and, I'm going to say this directly to a company, not, not a company, but companies specifically out there. You are screwing apprentices over when you use them as cable monkeys. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. that needs to stop. The apprentices, they <clears throat> need to learn what to do, how to do it. They need to work on different systems. Yes, cable pull is a staple in our industry, but I've seen 30-year apprentices and I've asked them, what experience have you had in the industry? And they're like, I've pulled cable. I mean, I when I came under your wing, I wasn't much more than a cable monkey. Mm -hmm. I was I was barely anything more than that. Um, and and so I know, like you taught me so much. It instilled in me, and it made me realize that learning was my job as an apprentice. And I had to, even at our company, I had to argue with people to help them understand my job is not to make you do your job better. My job is to learn how to do your job better. Yeah. Now, there, there's something to be said about, like, I need a second pair of hands to do a bunch of bulk work, right? Like, <clears throat> we all have to do the bulk work sometimes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. there are too many times that we cut apprentices out of this learning aspect, like, there was one journeyman that I remember um, growing up in the industry, so to speak, where he was the panel guy. And anytime I worked on his jobs, it was, hey, I'm going to go work on the panel. You go out and do all the field stuff. So I often had to fight for him, be yeah. like, hey, I'm done with the field stuff. Yeah. Let me let me learn some panel stuff. And he was really cagey about it. Um, again, third-year apprentices. They've been in the industry for three years. And they've never touched a single panel. That's inexcusable. Yeah. And again, I'm not going to call these companies out directly, but I know of some who they turn and burn. Oh, yeah. And that's, that is an absolutely shitty thing to do. And um, you're doing and, a disservice to your company 
because you're not turning out journeymen that you could then hire that know what they're doing. Yeah. You're screwing the apprentice because they have not garnered and gathered the skills that they should have at that particular level. And they're going to go into the next company because you treated them like shit Mm -hmm. and you're going to get that reputation. Nobody's going to want to go and work with you except people who have no experience and you're just going to compete, just continue this vicious cycle that needs to stop. I I have two people here that I was an apprentice under. Adam and Gage both were my journeymen for different amounts of time. Right. They had the same outlook when I approached them and said, I want to learn. I want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. They had the same outlook, which was, hell yeah, <laughs> let's teach you how to do this. And Gage and I have talked about this on our, on the show, on, on other roundtables about how Gage took time to sit down and teach me how to do stuff and not much work got done in those few days. Yeah. But then after that, a ton of work got done because he had someone who was capable of doing it. And Adam got to a point where he could rely on me because he knew that what I knew is something he taught me. And he could go, okay, have fun with this Vista, bud. <laughs> and then he listens to me curse and scream while he goes and works on other stuff. And, and like, um, so my point is, apprentices, if you're listening to this, if you're an apprentice and you want to know what kind of situation you're in, stop what you're doing go ask your journeyman to teach you something new that's going to cause you to not get a lot of work done be professional about it though. don't yeah, <laughs> yeah don't be like i'm not doing another thing of work until you teach me something new but just be like right. hey take a break take some time and be like hey can you teach me about this or can you can i can i take a break from do, getting this done so that you can teach me how to hot up this panel not maybe not hot up but how to program this panel how did how does that communicator work what is that and and ask questions and if they're like no get back to work we just you're going to realize very quickly you're a cable monkey now again i'm going to be fair here to companies and journeymen there is a time and place absolutely so if like oh it's your first week you need to learn a lot of basic stuff first yeah. Um, but if you feel like you've eventually reached the level where like, Hey, I know how to pull cable. I know how to make wall penetrations. I know how to support stuff. I'm ready for the next thing. Then you definitely like, okay, you go and you assert and yourself professionally. There's, right. There is a, to go along with that. I'm not saying that doing a bunch of field work is useless as an apprentice. Part of your job as learning is to learn how to get a bunch of stuff done. You need the experience of running a bunch of cable, trimming a bunch of, of devices, you know, programming a bunch of uh, cameras. You need to do the work that it's like, ah, I, would, I wish I had an apprentice so I, I could make them do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're, you have to learn how to do those things. So just because you're doing that work does not mean you're being taken advantage of. The point that I'm making is if you ask your journeyman to teach you something and all they do is teach you or, or he's get on to you about how slow you're going or how much time it would waste start to consider how much you know how much you don't know and where you could learn more and uh i i wish i could remember his name because i i 
would love to call him out specifically on this. <laughs> um, I was working a job and he was the uh, he was the electrical foreman, um, and we had to work together on a lot of things. And he, I think he worked on the um, the Ronler Anchors campus for years, and he was the the foreman out there too. So you know he's got dozens of electrical guys under him, um, journeymen, uh, apprentices, and everything. His rule of thumb was, you can come work on my job site for six months, and then I'm kicking you off. It has nothing to do with how good you are or how bad you are. It's the fact the vast majority of what we're doing on this job for the next five years is pipe bending, and it would be a disservice to anybody to come, I mean, need to practice pipe bending if you're you know, high voltage, but six months, I'm, I'm kicking you out. And again, it's it's nothing against them. So you're not calling them out for a bad thing. You think that's good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. his his idea was amazing, and I'm like, that's I love to see that. Um, I just wish I remember his name. And if he's listening to this and he remembers this conversation, get your ass on the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he had a lot of really good insights. Um, and I like to see that because I've bumped into other journeymen who are like, ah, you know, I don't really want an apprentice. I'm like, good you're the worst person to have it. <laughs> if, real quick, if you're an apprentice or, or a journeyman, you've had really bad experiences and you want to talk about them, write in, let us know. We want to hear about how, what experiences you've had, how you got out of them, maybe what you learned from it, that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, any company wants competent journeymen. Yeah. Not every company is making them. Mm. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. Cause, I mean, I'd love to tell my customers not to hire those companies but you never know who they are yeah and you know there's companies out there that straight up just don't hire apprentices because they don't want to even deal with it and you know if they don't have the level of work that justifies an apprentice i can get that but at the same time they can't expect to hire competent journeymen if other companies aren't producing them yeah because you know again in our industry Yes, you're going to school technically, but you're not getting the license without getting into the industry and having a company here yep. or elsewhere grow you into it. Yep. So that's something, again, companies got to stop burning and turning these apprentices. Yeah, I, I was just going to say um, one thing that you know our company has said um, specifically to apprentices, like it's like, you know if you especially you know you're jumping around to other journeymen they might not know exactly you know what all you know what you are and aren't working on so it's it's almost just as much your responsibility to learn as there is you know theirs is to teach if if you have questions if there's things that make you nervous because you don't understand them or you know they can't mind read you know so yeah they don't know what you don't know ask those questions and you know like adam said there's a time and a place maybe they you know they can't take the time right at that moment but they're going to be thinking about that so when they find the time and they can actually sit down with you generally they will but if you're not expressing concern you know, like I did when I was an apprentice, 
<clears throat> you know, yeah. I was stressed out about journeying out and not knowing everything I wanted to know. Yeah. So I started asking and people started teaching. Yeah. Not that they weren't before, of course. But, but you, they were teaching you what you wanted to know because you were asking it exactly. rather than just kind of blanket, you know. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a fair amount of, in this specific educational context, there's a lot of journeymen that are very lazy. Oh, yeah. Because they don't want to take that time. Um, and I'm not going to call somebody out here, but. Is it who I'm thinking of? Uh, <laughs> this journeyman I worked with recently and. He didn't know what would happen if I put two equal amount resistors in parallel. Oh, okay. So it's not who I was thinking of. It's somebody else. What? Yeah. So there are very basic concepts that just get completely overlooked because I think an assumption is made that, and this is an issue I've brought up to some, uh, some educators on the apprenticeship side as well there's an assumption made that they'll learn it from somebody else or they already have learned it from somebody right, else. Sure. So that there's a lot that gets missed, whether or not it's something simple like resistor manipulation or, um, uh, you know, I how guess to control a circuit. I, again, I I'm, I'm learning how lucky I was to work underneath you, Adam, because there were so many times where you would just be like, all right, I've got these resistors. How, how much, how much resistance is there going to be if I do this and you would put them together and I'd have to and not, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have to sit there and be like rain man calculating. You would just be like, <laughs> how do you figure it out? Do you know? And, and then you teach me when, when I didn't know. And I've tried to take that and move it when I have my apprentice, you know, I, I'll be like, you want to do it this way. Do you know why you want to do it that way? And it'd be like, no, not really. And I'm like, okay, this is why. And, you know, having you have these boxes of, of um, you know, um, anything, smoke detectors, notifications, the big white cardboards. Like you take a Sharpie out, you draw a bunch of stuff on it, and it becomes like chalkboard, you know, and you can relay that information right there on the spot. And and it's it's a lesson. And sometimes you have to go over it time and time again because – it just doesn't click for a long time. And I know when I was with my first company, a lot of stuff just did not click. It just didn't make sense to me. But then once I started working with you and I saw different applications, because we were doing service work, we were running around figuring out the problems of things. That's when the parts of my brain started putting things together. And that's, uh, that's my biggest... Um the biggest thing for other journeymen is you don't have to teach the apprentices. <laughs> Not my back. <laughs> give you a, a water bottle whoopee cushion. Because <laughs> uh, you can get really into the weeds on some systems that can get really, really complicated. And it's a matter of, you know, the apprentice is not ready for that. But, you know, you're just... Time and place. <laughs> yeah, time and place, yeah. right? But there, the time and place for fundamentals is all the time yeah. in every place. Uh, because... <laughs> Again, there's a lot of people, well, I don't really know fire. Do you know how to run a meter, a voltage <laughs> meter? Yeah. Well, then you can go figure out some circuits. There you go. Do you know the difference between an open and a short? Well, then you could go work on a Berg system. Do you know- Dude, it took so long. I don't know why it took me so long, and, and I'm going to sound like a dumbass here, and I'm aware, to realize why 
infinity sign was an open oh, on yeah. a meter. If you have a meter that does an infinity sign, it <clears throat> I never understood. I was like, I don't know. What is was that? What does that mean? And Adam would explain it to me time and time again. Why, why do you think there's an infinity sign? Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. He's like, is it an open or a short? I, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, it's infinite amount of resistance, Tyler. You, you it's an open. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's why, again, the fundamentals, te- again, teaching them every day. Like, if you have an apprentice <clears throat> or even have another journeyman, you're like, hey, you know this stuff, right? You know how to do this, right? And it's again, it's not, going back to what Tyler mentioned earlier, you're not talking shop like, hey, I'm going to connect this flux capacitor over here <laughs> to the doodad. And yeah, get well, some I'm going to do fluid. this over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, I want to be able to communicate with you on an accurate level. Yeah. Do you understand what we're doing here? Because I will... You know, if Gage asked my help to go work on an access system, the first thing I do is I go to Gage and be like, okay, what kind of access system are we working on? And what quirks am I going to have to deal with if you ask me to do something? Same way that if I go um, work on a security system with somebody else, I'm going to ask them the same questions. I'm like, okay, what is the system? What are we doing? You know, how are we going to do this? And if they come to me and help me, okay, how much experience do you have with this fire thing? Okay, zero experience? All right, I'm going to keep it simple for you. The pluses and the minuses. <laughs> you know, whatever the case is. But it's because if a journeyman who's been a journeyman for five, six years doesn't know some fundamental things that I think they should, I'm going to at least offer them the opportunity like, hey, do you want to know how to do this? Now, a journeyman has the right to tell me to piss off, but an apprentice, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to sit here and you're going to learn this because it will come up and bite you in the ass. Even if it takes two years, you'll remember, hey, I remember this conversation that I had and I think I know yeah. kind of what to do. So, But it's also the journeyman's responsibility. You need to know where the apprentice is at. You need to know where your other journeymen are at. You need to know what they know and teach them whether or not it's the specifics of that specific access control or that specific camera system or how this works or how that works. You know, take the time. And as journeymen, um, my everybody's ignorant. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is, we're all ignorant. I don't know how to crochet, and I'm okay admitting that. <laughs> you know, brave. Yeah, I, I know how to crochet just fine. Uh, yeah, I Put don't uh, plus and minus together. <laughs> when when people are talking about, oh, you know, they're they're. Two points down in the seventh. Not a sports guy. Don't really get that. And again, I'm okay with it. But if you're in, <clears> you're <throat> like, but if you're a journeyman and you're in a particular trade and you're exposed to this, if you are willfully ignorant, that just makes you stupid. Mm. And that's you, the difference. Yeah. It's like, I don't know this, I would like to, versus, I don't know this, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to work with people who don't want to know how to do something correctly, because I can't trust them to do it to my specifications or the job specifications. I can't trust them to go work on something else, because now I think... What don't they know about that other thing? Yeah. That they're going to ignore. Yeah. There's... There's the great phrase, don't be stupid, stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you can admit your ignorance to me. I don't think anything poor of you or anything else. It's like, okay, you don't know this. Let's take this opportunity. But there, there's a lot of journeymen and I'm speaking to everybody here, not here at the table, but you know, here in the ether <laughs> of the world and whatnot. Don't be willfully ignorant. Now there's some things that you're like, well, I don't necessarily. Would that be, would that be arrogant? No. Arrogant no. is having no. pride even though you don't know what you're really talking about, right? The, that's a specific kind of willful ignorance. Yeah. Like the people who are just trying to fake through it. They're like, yeah. oh, I know how to do this. You know, the flux capacitor thing again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, no. Do you, do you know how to troubleshoot this? Yeah, you put it, you take your meter, you switch it to Wi-Fi, and then you, you know, you <laughs> put your leads on it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Sorry, um, did you say Wi-Fi? I just now heard that joke. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> For resistance. Because it's like continuity. Yeah, or continuity. Yeah, yeah, sorry. On mine, it's the same one. And yeah. people correct me all the time. I'm like, it's the same one. I just hit the orange button to change it from <laughs> from continuity to... You know, the orange button Wi-Fi setting. Yeah, the select button. But <laughs> one of our one of our guests was just like, yeah, you just put it on Wi-Fi and then you... You know, test for resistance. <laughs> that's, that's. I was like, good. you're gonna have a lot hilarious. of resistance, actually. The <laughs> like, Wi-Fi is just not working here. I don't. I can't pick it up with my. This TVs. is the problem. I'm like, <laughs> fully outstretched arms with my meter on. I'm getting no signal. I'm getting no signal. <laughs> we're we're coming to the end of the show here. Um, Adam, do you have any other don'ts that you're like eager to? I mean, like we talked about directly to. Uh, to the all thread which i heard God, someone talk about one. i Ugh. heard a journeyman at one point talk about how it made them physically sick when they saw that and i was always like whatever dude and then i worked on a job site where it was like everywhere and now i agree with him 100 percent. like if i see it i'm like oh i want to punch someone in the face it's because it's like it's also like we all went through an actual pretty in-depth three-year apprenticeship taking nine college courses that we got college credits for mm -hmm. where I can say at minimum I heard you know a small handful of times just from them this is an absolute no yeah and then it's and also then in the code it. and then you're just going and doing it yeah Especially, yeah. especially if you're a fire guy, you should yeah. be ashamed of yourself. The, the most egregious I saw, and I sent pictures to Adam one time, was not just that they all thread, like they, they zip tied it to the all thread. They went around the all thread twice and then went in a 90 degree direction perpendicular. So they were using it to turn a corner and they went around it. They Tokyo drifted the all. They thread. Tokyo drifted like, I don't the all. Ties, so let's just coil the cable. Exactly. <laughs> didn't have a zip tie, so they coil. They to I love that phrase. They Tokyo drifted <laughs> <laughs> around it twice, and then ran it ninety degrees down the the alleyway they needed to go. So when I got to it, I found a, I found, like, ground beef of metal just all shaved to nothing I I couldn't believe it I genuinely couldn't believe it so that's where I was like oh this is a this is a real problem but Adam do you have any others that are big no-nos big don'ts um there's one specifically and I'm always like hesitant how many people need to know this one because again I love the guy 
and he is a fantastic journeyman and he's super knowledgeable but there's a time and place for jokes and practical jokes and thinking something is funny mm. and I will have the mark on my body for the rest of my life <laughs> because um, of something he didn't really fully understand that he did. Yeah. Um, and if if anybody's not familiar with what a rebar eater is, it goes through concrete and rebar, which is solid steel. And if you're drilling like 10 minutes straight through one of those things, that bit gets hot. You know what it does not need to touch? Human flesh. I forgot about this story that you told. Yeah. Did yeah. you talk about this on your last episode that you were with us? I don't think no. so. No. But I, I've had to share it a couple of times because it's a safety thing, right? Yeah. It's like, ha, 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 practical jokes. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, to, to lay it out for our listeners, you, you were drilling through concrete rebar. You were an apprentice at the time. Yes. And I thought somebody else was. The other we, guy was. We, this wall was so thick, we were taking uh, 10, 15-minute um, turns. So, like, I would go up 10, 15 minutes, drill this thing. I'd tap out, get some water, fresh air. He would do it because this was a hell of a hell of a wall. And yeah. so at that moment, he was drilling, though. And yep. he pulls the thing out and mm -hmm. then hands it to you hot side. And no, because I've, <laughs> I've had that experience where, and again, this is also a wonderful journeyman who forgot. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. On that one. Yeah, it wasn't a rebar eater. That was just a, a standard metal drill bit. Um, we were because he was asking me for another bit, and he hands me it so I could take that one from him and hand him the new one. And even I wasn't thinking about it, which is why this one was a complete oh, accident. Okay. So I grab it and I go, ah! And he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's. He's like, yeah. oh crap! I'm so sorry. Foreshadowing, and then yeah. So the this other experience, he thought it was funny to be like, hey, is this hot? And took the bit and touched me with the hot end intentionally. A, a rebar eater yeah, bit. Basically, yeah. whenever you watch movies and it's like the branding that they do for cows, but then they always use it as a weapon on people. And like, it's bas it's melting skin. It's that hot. Yeah, had uh, he just tapped me with it and um, I had a second degree burn for several weeks. Uh, and it's healed, so I just have the scar. But that thing could have done, uh, that thing could have melted right through my skin and muscle into my bone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was that hot. So, and again, this was, I just thought it was funny. And and since then, it's it's important to say, like, you've you've worked through that with him. He understood what happened. There were ramifications at work. He mm -hmm. wasn't let go, but there were things where there were safety measures put in place. Things changed at work. Yeah. Because but, of it. And the people, you know, they love to have fun with their coworkers. They love to play practical jokes. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you not to do that because some jokes are funny. Say, uh, I may or may not have taped a couple of tools in some guy's tool bag that's harmless he can take right. the tape out it doesn't cause any problems besides or like somebody's wiring something up and you come up behind them and just <laughs> yeah you know like <laughs> that's funny yeah nobody's gonna get hurt right 
Yeah. Oh, hopefully not. <laughs> but you held a hot twenty-four volts in your hand, and your dumb apprentice turns the lights off on you. Why you do something like, "Hey, his van was parked out, so I put his wiper blades up." You know, ha ha, no big deal. But like, okay, what if you zip tie his wiper blades? And then he and then he tries to use them, and it like, you just potentially created a massive safety issue for that guy. Yeah. To the point where, oh, I'm driving down the highway, it starts raining, I flip on my blades, they don't work some a-hole decided it would be funny to zip-tie them to the to the hood. Have that, has that happened? Have people oh, done that? People have done it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Stop it. Yeah, we live in the you, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. This is not fun. You're an adult, no. man. Also, like, you're an adult. Yeah, you should know there. You it should be understood. There's a line between being dangerous and having fun. Well, that's the problem is they don't think about it. There was yeah. there was a horror story of a different industry, and I I don't understand this. They thought it would be funny to group up on this person, duct tie them to tie duct tape. Excuse me, duct tape them to a rolling chair, push them onto an elevator, and just send them down. It's like, why is that funny? I, yeah, I don't understand. What was the point of that? I don't understand. Because they that thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, I don't <laughs> like you're not, be, you're kidnapping someone, and then you're doing you're like you're sending them down a floor or two. What's the point of that? That does nothing. The point is that they welcome got, to USMC Electric Maggot. <laughs> They got a several million dollar insurance payout because you basically... Um, you kidnapped someone. Yeah, that's basically what the charges were. And yeah. a whole bunch of people got fired. Good. It's like, why did anyone think that was a good idea? So, like, think before you do. And I'm not talking like, oh, this. I'm thinking it's going to be really funny. It's like, no. No, I thought about it like Adam said, and it's really funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. The guy is, you know, he had to get a skin graft. Wasn't that hilarious? Oh, oh my jeez. gosh. Good Lord. No. Yeah. So, uh, so don't, um, don't pull pranks on people that are harmful right like it's yeah. it should it shouldn't be said but yeah i guess it it needs to be because people are dumb yeah and they get caught up in the moment like think about it yeah like it's funny the guy's coming up next to you and you're like you're drilling through something and you go ah and you pretend like you're drilling through him oh whoops he wasn't wearing his safety glasses and now we call him one eye <laughs> oh my gosh one-eyed henry <laughs> yeah all right well let's wrap it up um, I am a fan of pouring your water bottle into the driver's seat of your journeyman's car before they leave for the day. That's a joke. I'm kidding. They will murder you. And anyways, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to Half Watt. We appreciate it. Uh, don't want to get... You've already been here long enough. Thank you for your patience. Instagrams halfwatt.com reach out to us <laughs> say it again louder so they can actually hear you what's the instagram it's at half, <laughs> <laughs> it's at half, half, half watt pod. pod and um our gmail is the same 
username. So uh, we are, we're actively looking for people from other trades who want to be on the show for our trade stacking shows. So uh, make sure you uh, if if you're in a different trade, make sure you reach out to us. If you know other people in different trades who would be interested in being on our show, then reach out to us. Have a good Monday. Bye bye. Or if you're late, whatever day you're working. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.